Pro Talk with ProTech, digging deep to learn the stories, lessons, and accomplishments of experts in the real estate industry. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Our guest today is Tiffany Ann Tomlinson with Tart Consulting of Keller Williams Capital Properties. The Vice Chair of GCAR YPN and a realtor for over two years now, Tiffany Ann is dedicated to supporting our community and serving her clients. Thank you so much for being here with me today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Lexi. You make me sound so good. <laughs> you are. You are. Uh, so to get things started, we just want to first go through kind of what your story is. Like, how did you, you know, end up here? How did you end up being a realtor? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. So unlike many other people, or not unlike, but like many other people in real estate, I did come from another background as well and my journey here started in education so okay. I came I was teaching in the area and the early childhood space doing administrative work and teaching work and just after a while started looking for something I would say a little just different and me and my sister my god sister actually had been talking about real estate kind of, kind of had it like as a thing in the in, in our like back of our arsenal for a while uh-huh. and I think it was around 2017 when we were uh, having lunch with each other, and our server who happened to be a realtor, okay, and she was just talking about, you know, yeah, I just do this on the side every now and then, and something about that conversation, that moment with her and I, just sparked like, hey, we've like, you know, blase fair talked about it. What about actually doing it? Hmm. So, and if anybody knows me, once I like actually commit to doing something, it gets done. Like yeah. it's pretty much it's done. Like I'm probably stretching myself too much to do everything, but I get it done. And right. from there, pretty much I was um, dual career. So I got my license while I was still in in the teaching world, still in okay. education. And then around 2019 is when I actually leaped, or yeah, I leaped, leaped. into doing it full time, and just was like, okay, because for me. At the time, who knew 2020 was going to be what it was? Right. But I was like, I am not entering a new decade without like basically making this shift in my life. So that. there you go. That's how yeah. I ended up here. Yeah. Okay, got into real estate. So essentially, I went and got my license, did the whole pre-licensing, went through, um, interviewed different brokers, mm-hmm. assigned um, a broker, and ended up at Keller Williams Capital Properties. Awesome. I love that um, story just because, you know, you were just out to eat and they (laughs) shared with you kind of what they do. I think that's why it's so important for people just like, I love just having conversations with people and whether it's just out to eat with the waitress because Mm -hmm. they could say something that like, oh, you do that or you're interested in that or you have, you know, you have this hobby that's this weird thing that you never thought of and (laughs) not that being a realtor is weird, but I'm saying like just having conversations. Right, like hadn't like fully conceptualized like what it was going to be, how yeah. it was going to look, what it can do, but just something about that moment, I remember just kind of like re-sparked my wheels and our brains about like, what does this look the like? And then here we yeah. go, pushing forward. Awesome. Um, what areas do you service? Any specific neighborhoods or specific areas that you focus on? Well, I'm licensed in both D.C. and Maryland, so I focus most of my efforts in DC, but I have as of late and really as of COVID and leaning into um, what it forces all to do, to really exercise my, my license or my licensure and my business in PG County and in Maryland. So I kind of, I cover PG, Montgomery County, and I extend out into Howard okay. at times. And if we have to go further, usually I do have like partner agents that I will refer out to, to get right. kind of service those spaces. 
Right. Okay. Awesome. But all of DC, all the neighborhoods, I've live, love, breathe, and no DC like the back of my head. Yeah. Yeah. So that that part's probably easiest yeah. for you then. Right. <laughs> Um, so you're, you're fairly new, but what do you wish? And maybe even like you still wish you, you knew when you first started out. My God, the question, <laughs> the question of the century. So even like referencing back, uh, the conversation and what sparked even my interest again, back into real estate, I wish I would have known po- um, pre pre licensing that pre licensing is not the business whatsoever. Yeah. But to a, I would say, bookworm kind of academic um, person like me, I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna you know go learn everything in this book. I'm gonna uh-huh. go take my take my exam. I'm gonna you know interview a broker and I'm gonna get the job. Like yeah. essentially, like I think I, I looked at it more of as I knew I was building a business, but I still think I had like a job framework because I hadn't had right the ex- like I didn't know the difference in how to frame your time essentially right but um but yeah I would I would say I wish I would have known that pre-licensing wasn't the business but that being said I'm actually amazingly happy that yeah. pre-licensing is not the business at all like the business is all about relationships and like your mm-hmm. partnerships and like of course knowing the skills and how to guide a client through the actual transaction and get them either on the from the sell to, you know, I've already sold side or right. to the first time buyer to I'm now a homeowner side. But um, besides that, yeah, like building the relationships, like actually like, you know, expanding and thinking about the brand and thinking right. about the business, like thinking about the markets and the people you want to attract. That is what I um, guess I wish I would have known more about beforehand. But honestly, still think like not necessarily not nece- not necessary but it would have been cool to know like yeah hey, it's not right. just well yeah it's not just to, getting the license and yeah. going this going off and selling a home right so much more yeah in between i'm sure i'm yeah. sure and you, you passed the test and now you know yeah. how to be a realtor but really there's a right. lot more there's, to there's know. not even really there's a lot more there's everything yeah. there's li- literally everything to know past like your dearborn book right your dearborn book is giving you all the fundamentals of like the background of the industry of course like you know what is common law what is jointly what's jointly owned what's contract blah 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 how to run like a how to do a comparative market analysis or to do like a sales a sales on market comparison but it doesn't tell you like okay you need to build your database like you actually need mm-hmm. to like how who are the par- people you need to par- partner with like even protect to get mm-hmm. through an inspection who are you going to partner with on your financing side what are those things that really build and build the ecosystem around the growth to help right. you grow your business. Right. And to make things easier for you to be able to kind of lean in on other people. Yeah, exactly. Out. Like, and yeah. really understand who you want to partner with and who can you trust with like your clients essentially mm-hmm. in that ecosystem that was, they, I would say, of course, they try to tell you in pre-licensing that, Hey, you know, there's so much more, but really experiences yeah. is the best teacher and yeah yeah and talking with others and talking with others really it. seeing it going through it right yeah. all of that um so tell me about a really challenging time and how you overcame it and this could be professionally or even personally mm, challenging uh, professionally i would say this is actually a little bit before real estate or really the transition to real estate, it was really challenging for me because I had been um, in the area, like I said, I'm um, teaching and doing administrative work for the past, like, or for the five years prior to that, mm-hmm. and leaving, like, knowing that I got into a space within the business that I was building that I'm ready to pivot and go, 
and leave kind of what you had built up in that career to go kind of take a not even kind of to essentially bet on yourself and go build right what I the, the dream I wanted to execute essentially and it was very difficult that transition one to like one get to the decision that okay I know I need to do this and then now how am I going to execute it with like I would say for me intention grace and just like I wanted it I wanted to know that I cared about what I'd built in yeah. my life, everything, like all the families I had um, interacted with, all my colleagues, all my staff, all my superiors, everything about that period of life, I loved. But I just also knew I was, it was time to move on. Yeah. I needed, to, I wanted and needed to do something else. But the difficulty in it was pretty much coming to the decision and then how am I going to execute this time? So mm-hmm. how I overcame it was, of course, classic me, overprepared. <laughs> I was... Prepared as hell. I think I gave. I um, started the conversation about maybe forty-five to fifty days before my like departure. Okay. I li- so I pretty much gave my resignation like super, super early. Right. Started the conversation Everyone with knows. like with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like had to like really manage um, my like basically everybody's like uh, relationships and everybody's just opinion. Everybody's uh, oh no, you shouldn't leave. Thompson. Yeah. But all like all that stuff and kind of um, which really had to which tested my own resolve on my own um, decision and what I was gonna do because again although like I had the vision and had the drive and even I would say like had the spiritual like uh, very spiritual and God driven like mm-hmm. I had the know how that I knew, I knew I could do it I still ne- didn't necessarily see yeah I didn't know how it was gonna look I didn't necessarily know what it practically could be but I knew I had to do it right so. Leaving what I knew and had built and had really gotten, again, good space. Like, it was, I could still be, like, you know, being successful here, yeah. um, living, teaching everything. But just knowing that, okay, it's time. Uh, just getting through that period, essentially, and right. kind of bridge, bridging that gap was very, was very difficult. But, of course, clearly I overcame it. And just getting through and seeing that one, of course, that community celebrated, mm-hmm. like, celebrated me, but also, like, you know supported the the change right well i think kind of going back to um you know what you had said in the beginning about like interviewing and like the whole like job thing versus business thing i'm sure that in a lot of ways you're now you're leaving a job and then starting a business and so the comfort of a job and a boss and all the things that are very consistent and, Mm -hmm. and normal per se into something that now you're in a lot of in a lot of ways on your own even though you're not yeah um I'm sure was you know that that takes a lot of courage to do yeah a lot of resolve yeah a lot of organization obviously a lot yeah. of just you know uh sleepless nights yeah <laughs> a lot of tears blood sweat all of that but also just a lot of belief and confidence yeah. and self and just I would say like lean on leaning leaning on my faith like knowing yeah. that we will get like you can't get through right right well your your story all the way around is inspiring I think for um you know what you had said about over preparing and I like that because and me personally like a lot of times I'm like kind of on the fly which I think there's good and bad to that but I like the over preparing especially when it's such a big decision because you starting those conversations with people probably helped you to get to to that decision (laughs) 
obviously there's you know some people that maybe made like oh no why are you going and you're like oh am i am i doing the right thing people literally said push back like you should not be doing this but at the same time i'm sure there was a lot of people that were really encouraging and kind of comforting and helping you get to where you are absolutely which is ultimately what you do in real estate is you talk to people and you have those conversations which help you get through so i love that um Tell me about, on the flip side, a really successful time and how you celebrated it. Something you're really proud of. Okay. Within that, within that first full-time year, so of course I'd have been working in real estate the year before that, but we call it dual career. So balancing right. pretty much my, balancing essentially full-time real estate and balancing full-time education. Right. Within my first year at full-time real estate um, by myself, one of um, the transactions that I encountered was really, had some really interesting hiccups. And one of the most notable parts of it being that around about a week out from closing, we, uh, okay, let me back up. This was for a purchase of like a, of a four unit building. Okay. And this building was occupied with tenants and the owner wanted to sell it. In D.C., we have this legislation called TOFA, which for anybody who doesn't know, it's called it's Tenant Opportunity to Purchase Act, which essentially means that if a landlord, want, if your landlord wants to sell the property, they need to first give you a certain amount of days to exercise your right to purchase it first before it goes to market, or yeah, before it goes to market and can be sold to anybody else who's in the market. Essentially, right. so about a week out from closing, we get. The, the tenants exercise their right to oh. to purchase the property. And the whirlwind in that, that enacted, and I feel like looking back, it probably kicked our closing out about maybe 20 or so days. But in the time, it felt like forever. Oh, I'm sure. So it felt like the most longest forever of life. And keeping that, one, keeping that deal together, keeping your client, like keeping my client, like just honestly focused on what the, uh, achievement would be post everything once we got through all the mess and the minutia right. of you know going through the topa attorney going through different um essential negotiations getting to an agreement of how we want to proceed was interesting and how i celebrated that why i bring it back is i think it was most probably the most like lame celebration but i went to sleep <laughs> like, after, <laughs> you were after, so the, after that closing i like you know of course i mean i called um called like my sister and called um my 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 dad and like my mom and just kind of you know like uh, yeah. like just celebrated with them on the phone because they're all in florida okay but after that i went home and i freaking crashed with a smile on my face because again so that transaction which was supposed to like be a certain amount of days right. got kicked out way longer and I believe that whole time I probably did not sleep like adequately at all. you're probably learning a lot along the way Right, I was of course like yeah definitely like learning a lot along the way. I definitely had um had had my support and like really again like my I do have really great mentors Mm -hmm. in this in this industry and I will not like a lot of my acumen a lot of my experience comes to like really comes from being around them and them helping me build my own business. Right. So shout out to Coalition Properties mm-hmm. um, and all, and the principal partners. They are amazing. But literally getting through that and 
getting past like yeah, I just did not sleep. It was learning. It was it was learning on the job. It was like everything. The best celebration was, ever. Though. Right. I, like I just had to like you know like, say congratulations. You got it. I am right. I, I am, am done. Sleep. I am checking out right now. And thus and such, I did. But then That's after awesome. that, like you know, it was congratulations on that. Win. Right. It was definitely like one of those. Wow. Within your first year, this is. This is Locked. the crazy stuff that happens. Okay. All right, yeah. cool. I guess it's sure good thing for setting like... expectations on what real estate's like, though. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, so how are you being successful right now? I mean, I know, obviously, everything's changed. The world has changed. A lot of what we're doing has changed. But is there anything specific that you've really taken and kind of ran with it just to set yourself apart and um, continue on through everything going on in the last five months? Well, uh... I don't think it sets me apart anymore but when it when uh, COVID first hit I um got leaned all the way into the shift like I you know I of course was reading Gary Keller's The Shift mm-hmm. I was listening to some of the principal brokers within my um within my brokerage uh Bo and Kimber Mankiti and they had said this comment like this is a time for you as in any business like to understand and claim your unfair share mm-hmm. and still didn't necessarily fully understand it at the time of course mm-hmm. like maybe that's just a theme here but i knew i needed to act on that because these are seen like these are the owners of our franchise and our right. franchise is about four brokerages large within our region and they are to like they have gone through shifts before they yeah. have been building this they you know they're very successful brokerages throughout the area right so either way i listened to that and within so listening to that comment of pretty much you this is a time that you as a small business can claim your unfair share you mm-hmm. just need to take the tools of the time and apply them to the market mm. tools of the time being virtual yeah. tools of the time being understanding where your uh, your social presence is Tools of the time being just relationships, of course, like right. leaning into the people that you already know, people that you that are within your space. Understand like that, because that's really also where my business was coming from anyways, but probably didn't necessarily recognize and organize that. Right. But um, getting back to it, yeah. So just leaning into the market, le- leaning into the shift and understanding that this is not my time to sit down and like, you know, be scared and which not at the end of the day, yes, I was still like, you know, scared and nervous, not, right. not necessarily sure what's happening because we were all that's really when we were all like you know doing yeah. business on the fly like by the seat of our behinds if we're the best uh, statement I can put it is because we didn't necessarily know what was happening but I also knew that Tar Consulting needed to be on the other side of this like mm-hmm. this there was no if ands or buts in my like in my game plan on my vision board that my business is going to survive this right and due to all those tools like pretty much leaning into the virtual spaces so all the um before I did um in-person education events mm-hmm. or I did in-person um, client celebrations everything clearly we all did yeah. everything was in person yeah so I shifted my workshops to the online space so I purchased a zoom account yeah. like, even though I remember being I remember being so like annoyed at myself like I don't want to pay $20 right. a month for this <laughs> virtual this thing it? right how that I'm never gonna, gonna use <laughs> and right how long is this gonna last yeah. but and I was like, okay, girl, get out, get out your head. Like, it's gonna, if, if, if it doesn't last that long, it'll be like, what, $45 at the end of the day. Like, right. get over yourself, purchase it, get it. So I did, um, I leaned it. I did um, back, to, I remember doing back-to-back virtual workshops. I did some, um, basically some other just like, uh, what I would say, a real, a realtor lender partnership things okay. on like Instagram. Yeah. Uh, did just a lot of pretty much just leaning in. I would yeah. say like that's the biggest key takeaway. Like I leaned into the shift versus 
being scared by it and mm-hmm. like sitting down. Yeah. And I know like it's just again maybe this goes with the grit of what I had come from. I I literally sometimes think like maybe I pre prepared for this because I was shifting maybe like from before, before that. Yeah. But um but yeah just leaning into it and understanding like okay you cannot like cry you can't run away like if right. you run away your business is gone like right. the, like yeah. if you run away you are like I'm still again like you said a newer like a newer realtor to the space like although yes I do have some experience and some successes I'm still I still claim to be like a little a little shark in the, <laughs> in the sea and I knew that I just wanted to grow and I could not run away and if I run away that would be the the, the best the biggest indicator of like me disappearing of, yeah. of my whole business disappearing yeah. and that that scared me more than the shift I was like okay the thought of me not fulfilling this vision the thought of me not real like not having my business the thought of me not like really committing to an extra you know, kind of having that was scarier than Everything whatever else. was happening Everything yeah. else. I was like wait no I'm not no we're this is gonna be and I'm clearly getting just okay like accountability and advice from the people around me and like my industry partners mm-hmm. and who have gone through this before giving you that kind of like coaching and just like encouragement mm-hmm. just to know like keep going to keep going and right so I kept going that's <laughs> awesome what I love just like your confidence about it like I, I love what you said it wasn't about, confident like, at the time I was, not, scared. I was but, scared. It, but it was like even if it's underlying it's like I'm not not coming out on the other side you know yeah, like there's absolutely. not an option not and I think all. that's so important you know, you can still be scared and nervous, and like you said, you didn't feel confident at that time, but like you have to have that mindset and, yeah. and really drive forward with that. Yeah, so, I think like that, that definitely translates into my business and even like my my uh, how I get like my clients through yeah. a lot of these things. Because like even on a buy sell side as a client, there's a lot that they have to emotionally get through, and I definitely right. think like one, of course, my experience in doing it with other clients beforehand does come into play but just I realize how I conduct even my own like uh goals or Mm -hmm. achievement of goals or set things that this is the mindset we have like we have to be determined so let's look let's break it down black and white what do we have to do what are like what is out there what can we put together and now let's get let's get to it we're not getting bogged down in in these emotional spaces this is not going to serve our goal right what is going to serve our goal so I love that well, it sounds like just talking with you for a little bit, you're very prepared. You mentioned a vision board. So my yes. next question is, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what's your what's your next big thing and what are some of your goals that you have? So I've been here for just around like two, two and a half, like approaching two and a half years. And my vision within the first two years was to essentially double the salary that I had before. So it was like a monetary goal. Like, okay, I want to make sure that I can not only um, sustain myself, but sustain, like, you know, like do a little bit more than what I was doing before. And I envisioned from there, I chose the name also Tart Consulting because I wanted the entity not to really be like just with me. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to have a division or different divisions as I grew out. So within the next five years, I want to say I'm getting into development. I want to be contributing either capital in some way or maybe beyond like I, I have my uncle is an architect so he we got we had um conversations about like basically drawing up um drawing up buildings essentially and really putting a infrastructure whatever it, be, it might be a residential infrastructure it might be a you know commercial as far as shopping grocery shopping whatever right. or it might be a community center 
but I really have like this vision of contributing some kind of infrastructure to a community. Okay. So development is what I'm thinking that would be as far as underneath our consulting, and then from there, kind of diversify from there, diversifying into like different capital ventures. So just kind of taking it in hey, going and like investing in other entrepreneurs. Like, okay, what is this um, business that you're doing over here? Okay, cool. Like, this is what my business is growing and then go and help kind of, you know, help other businesses grow. Right. That's the big vision. Don't ask me how it's going to, like how it's going to be, what it's going to be, like how it's going to like, you know, come to fruition. But that's the growth pattern that I am seeking. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone follow Tart Consulting and Tiffany Ed. She's going to be doing big things here I, soon. I pray. I pray I, with all your prayers and your <laughs> and your referrals. Right? Absolutely. Um, okay. So what is one interesting thing that most people don't know about you? Any hobbies or fun facts you have? I don't, I don't feel like I'm not a fun fact person. I feel like I'm very practical hobbies, and dry. What do you do outside <laughs> of, like setting your goals and working on your real estate business and I chill I sleep oh I um I'm a, a, a proud parent of a 15 month year old gray cat and oh. I've been really excited about that for the past year she or like I guess over a year at this point and just kind of inviting that um animal uh, spirit I guess into my life has been yeah. really like Exciting, kind of also just has grown me as like a, just an internal being person. Responsible yeah, being responsible yeah. for another like living thing, and to all the parents and dog owners and other you know responsible adults out there, sorry that I'm like doping over <laughs> over the fact that I you know have a cat and that she loves me, that she goes like I let her run away and she comes back, oh. and, like just the fact that like things like that yeah. really like you know just make me smile. So that's very I guess exciting. I don't know yeah. many people know about that because I don't really share too much she doesn't about like join you on zoom calls ever yeah no 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 <laughs> she doesn't she might like meow in the background or like every now and then she's i mean at the beginning she would you know go across my keyboard and stuff yeah. but you're like you know now we're pretty established so like yeah i'm like okay cool like you know you, you know where you need to be fancy like, yeah you're over there but that. that's yeah that's I think awesome it's fun it's like I, i'm fun sorry i am fun you guys are. of course i you am are. fun but i definitely have learned over time and really like um really real estate forces that into mm-hmm. you but that overall dominion and management of time has like is a real thing to me like looking at my time and where i plant my energy where i put like my the tasks i need to get done in order to meet whatever it is these are things i still enjoy doing like although it's it does it's very associated with work and it's extremely work related i think a great part about real estate is that the work i'm doing is very engaging and fun and yeah. I, I know it's like very activating for me so I don't I know I it kind of I do feel like oh my god you know I'm working all the time but, but you're having I'm doing like that. great things and doing it with yeah. great people and enjoying the little things I do in between there's you know as I grow I do want to like get get pass on and delegate and leverage um admin stuff right like, of course let's like do that but I'm kind of like really in a good space and enjoy that enjoy the ecosystem I have like kind of built around yeah. me and yeah I love that I love the, the passion of what it is that you're doing and that you want what you want to do I'm mind that um, are you currently reading any books listening to any books listening to podcasts I know you mentioned a couple mentors and stuff but how mm-hmm. else do you like to educate yourself uh, mobile university was an amazing thing back pre-covid when I was driving way 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 more I still am driving now but I can't get through as much uh, right. podcasts or my little interviews on my 
you know, here and there trips towards showing. It's always kind of short. But um, I do enjoy podcasts. I'm listening to, uh, well, sorry, I'm listening to, of course, Pro Talks with, with, yeah. with ProTech. Uh, I listen to Trailblazers podcast. It's an amazing podcast of essential interviews, again, of okay. just different um, black entre- entrepreneurs in the actual Maryland and D.C. Actually, I think he expands a little bit even more into Central America. Um, oh, so it's the, local. The, the, yeah. He, oh. the, the host is local. His name is Stephen Hart. And he has a podcast called Trailblazers, and he interviews all these people. It's really like inspiring, essentially, yeah. just like people from different walks of life and how they find their success and what they've done in order to do it. That I find is very inspirational to me. As far as books, of course, well, you did mention I do do YPN, and yeah. I love my YPN. So we are reading The Color of Law right now. So that is the hard copy book I do have in my in my hand, and getting through that is actually really, yeah. really interesting book. And I kind of feel, you know, probably. Like bad, like I have never, I never came across it before this, uh, before everything started happening in our economy, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting up to speed. Essentially, I'm reading it too, and then, a, uh, not necessarily so fun book that I'm reading, but something that is was introduced to me by a friend is this book called Relationship Goals by Michael Todd. Mm-hmm. It's just about pretty much how you want to conduct your relationship with not only yourself but your partner and your friends within the lens of God. So mm-hmm. I just going through that and reading through it's kind of really helping me frame, you know, how I the relationships that are in my life. Yeah. I'm I'm a girl in my thirties just thinking about like how do I wanna arrive at forty? Like right. literally a lot of my visioning is about like, how do you wanna arrive at forty? Is this what you wanna do? You gotta start working on it now. Like, how do you work on it now? <laughs> yeah. Do this, da 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 and then like preparing, get... like always. You are so always. prepared. <laughs> I'm like, I need to go like <laughs> do a vision board or something. They're fun, they're fun, that. they're fun. They really are. Yeah, they are. I actually have done. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a pretty good like goal setter, but I yeah. wouldn't say I'm as prepared as you. So I'm gonna take a few tips from you. <laughs> um, so I know we talked a little bit in the beginning about like what you wish you had known when you first started. But is there anything else like um, what advice do you have for listeners that are either in real estate or might be thinking of joining the industry that you'd like to share with them? Do it. One, do it. Two. Find someone to partner with, whether it be you actually join a team or, you know, here at KW, we have something called downline and you take you where you're, uh, you are working closely with another agent who kind of really just helps to mentor you mm-hmm. and really like lead you through a lot of the initial stuff. One, that's, that's very like important as far as if you're going to get into the industry, but also don't really lean so much on one, like. At the same time, like find somebody you can like you can ask questions with um, from, but also time on task over time. Like you need to like dive in. You're gonna really need to get into the nitty gritty. You're gonna have to mm-hmm. learn like really every every nit, nit and grit of your contract. You're gonna have to know every nit and grit of the transaction. Every nit and grit of like how to deal with different personality types. Like really just absorb. Uh, so yeah, advice being, I would say yeah, like, if you want to do it, of course, just have conversations. But then don't get stuck in analysis paralysis like if you right. want to do it commit to it do it yeah a lot of it like a lot of times you just you know you always want to execute things but you're so afraid to make the decision mm-hmm. you never you never get around to do it, making the decision so therefore, therefore you never get around to doing it right try it if you don't like it trust me real real estate is the i think the statistic is people last like what a year or two like in the industry because they they come into it with like oh 
even like not, like not to say that I was immune for it. Like yeah. I came to it thinking it was a little a lot easier, essentially, quote unquote easier than it ended up being than the right. business endeavor it ended up being, the actual amazing business endeavor it ended up being. But um but yeah, understand that it's just not gonna be what you think it is and really what it is is time on task over time. Like get back to like, all right, cool. This is not it's not an instant like it's not an instant win and it's not a instant business, it's not an easy business, but the more like you dedicate to it, the right. more you actually like really understand your craft, you lean into it, you build true industry knowledge. Right. Then yeah, over time you will be great. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, and lastly, tell everyone how they can best reach you. Phone number, email, are you on Instagram, Facebook, all of the above? What's the best way to get a hold of you? I am reachable, guys. So uh, you can, of course, connect with me on social platforms at Tart Consulting, whether it be IG, Facebook, or, um, or LinkedIn. My name, of course, Tiffany Ann Tomlinson. And you can shoot me an email at Tiffany Ann, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-A-N-N-E at KW.com with any inquiries. Or, of course, give me a call if you want at 202-681-9271. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Oh, thanks for having me, Lexi. This is awesome. Of course. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow ProTech Inspection Services on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. To be a guest on our show, message us on any of our social media platforms.